0: Not all bread is created equal. And if you like yours soft, fluffy, moist, and delicious, then Hero Bread and Buns should be your first choice. But Hero Bread isn't just about taste and texture. It's high in fiber with ultra low net carbs with zero grams of sugar. Order today at Hero.co and use the code AH10 to get 10% off your first purchase. That's AH10 at Hero.co, H-E-R-O.co for 10% off your first purchase.
1: Roseanne Barr, whoa, clickbait, Roseanne Barr, I'm not fucking talking about that at all, because there's only two ways to do it, you either virtue signal and say I'm not racist, which should be implied, everybody, or <laughs> you defend her, <laughs> I'm a triathlon, Burt Kreischer, this is my show open tabs, if you haven't seen it, this is where I just go through all the tabs I've opened during the weekend while I was on the road. Oh, I'm looking at this thing right here. It's my lucky eyelash in my eye. And... uh What's and, going... What is up with that, by the way? Because... My lucky eyelash? I, I've never heard of that before. I have a lucky eyelash. I'll pull up some pictures so you can see them uh, on Bert Kreischer. So, it's lucky. this
2: eyelash that's like three inches long and it
1: hangs down. So... If you're listening to the podcast... Um, you probably know that I have a lucky eyelash. It's about two and a half inches. It's an eyelash. I get one. The first time I ever got one, I was 26 years old and I was flying out to LA and I noticed it and I was, and I was like flicking it. And I was like, that's kind of crazy. I got to pull that when I get to the hotel and I didn't go to the hotel. I didn't pull it at the hotel. I forgot about it. I got drunk. woke up the next day and uh, had a meeting at, I want to say NBC or ABC. And there's an Asian woman in there. And someone saw my lucky eyelash and they go, what the hell is that on your eye? And I said, oh, it's a long eyelash. It's I got to pull it. And this Asian woman goes, never pull it. Now, it's it's superstition in Asian cultures. If you have a long hair, you don't pull it. It's good luck. That's why sometimes you'll see like an Asian lady with a long whisker on her chin mm-hmm. or like a, or like a Asian guy with a long whisker coming out of his cheek or his forehead... There's an Asian woman I know from uh, Scripps who used to have one come out of her forehead and she never fucking touched it. And so she understood it. But this lady said, do not touch it. That's a lucky eyelash. Don't ever pull it. Good luck will happen when that eyelash grows. Sold a sitcom to Fox with Will Smith. By the way, I'm with Will Smith and I have a lucky eyelash. Boom. And from that day on, I never touched that eyelash. That's the first time I ever noticed that eyelash showing up. And now it shows up probably once a year, I'd say. That's
2: so weird. And
1: uh, I've had a bunch of them. These are some images of my past lucky eyelashes, okay? So we'll just, this is one. It goes down to my nose. This was one of the longer ones. Um, Here's another one. This is a different one I had. You can tell by the aging in my eye. But they get to like two and a half. In, th- that one's really fucking long. If you look at it, that one's really long.
2: Because it's not really that noticeable in person, and then every once in a while, like the light right, the right light will hit it, and you'll be like, "What the fuck is that?"
1: Now look at this one. This one, that's a good picture. It's going up. That's a good day. When the lucky eyelash goes up, that's a good day. Right now, it's dangling low because I just jumped in the pool, uh-huh. and it's just a, a thin blonde hair. This is, I had one during hot ones. Someone pointed it out and was like, oh my God, your lucky eyelash during hot ones. Really? By the way, I did hot ones. It's got like 3.1 million views, and so many people recognized me from hot ones. That was a very lucky point in my life that I did hot ones. Um, I had a a lucky eyelash for my special right there, comfortably Uh done. The lucky eyelash is attached to that poster because my buddy Miles Mosley pulled it out and I held on to it and it's taped to that poster. The Lucky Eyelash is on that poster. Um, I used to get them every season of production right when we'd start production for uh, Trip Flip or Birth the Conqueror which was also distracting because you'd do interviews with people and they would just stare at the eyelash. Um, I got one for my book release. I got one for my special. There's one, you can see it in my special Comfort... uh, The Machine and that obviously did really well for me. And I had a lucky eyelash for my special that is coming out on Netflix uh, this f- beginning of fall, I'll say. I feel like you've had a lot lately, a lot of lucky eyelashes lately. I have. Well, I get them... They, I've been getting them faster and faster, and it's whenever... I wonder if it's like stress-induced. Probably. But like like when I start doing something good my book, anytime something big happens, I, I grow one. And I had one, I mean, like two two months before I started shooting the special Leanne's like oh honey you're growing a lucky, lucky eyelash and I wonder if it's stress induced I wonder if it's like because it, I, I, and they're a little annoying because they get in your vision and you and you don't want to lose them so you're very cognitive not rubbing your eye and you're not drying your eye but, uh, but yeah Is and by needs? the way the last one I had uh, second last one I had was borderline world's longest eyelash it was like over two and a half inches. And I, what I did is I wet it and I laid it down on my face and I measured it with a ruler. And then I looked at it and the world's longest eyelashes from this guy in Gainesville. I think his was like two and three quarters inches. What's the world's longest eyelash?
2: 4.8. That's not That's like a bunch of,
1: no, the, it's like a lot of eyelash. It's an Asian lady. Oh, she doesn't count. Type in. Okay. anyway, Anyway, I, I, I measured it and I was like, oh my God, I'm coming towards the world's record. I got it wet. I laid it on my chin, on my face. I measured it. And then I went in and I sat in my recliner. This is when the living room was set up differently than it is now, I guess. I sat in my recliner and I blinked going like, oh, it must be combed up. And then I went back into the bathroom. It was gone. I had taken it off. or that When I measured it, I had accidentally pulled it out. Is it usually a top one or a bottom it's one? It's the same fucking eyelash. Oh, no It's the kidding. exact same eyelash every oh, time. That's so weird. It's the exact same eyelash every time. There's me when I was so much fatter. It's Segura. Um, look at this sucky eyelash. That's a good one. Oh, this is this one. This is this one. The one I have right now. By the way, I have really long eyelashes to begin with. I have beautiful eyelashes. I have gorgeous eyelashes. I'm a man of many um, high-end attributes. I have perfect feet. Um, If you look at my feet, not when I'm in training or I'm running marathons, as I often do. By the way, I had a dream. I ran a half marathon yesterday in my dream. Wait, hold on. Oh, fuck. I just told the end this dream shit anyway all right let's start opening and closing tabs uh i'm not going to talk about roseanne it's really hard it's really hard for you know you see all these here all here's all i'll say you know we did a podcast with jamie kilstein and and there's so much virtue signaling going on on the internet you you don't have to say that you don't like racism that should be understood when you say you don't like racism, it just freaks to me like you're a little racist, but you want... It's like the guy that's like, I'm not gay. What the fuck do you mean I'm gay? I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Dude, I hate gays. I think you're gay, in my opinion. Adversely, there's a lot of us that grew up with the Roseanne, and I know that's insane for any millennial listening. But there's a lot of us that Roseanne was a like was our second mom. Like, that was the greatest sick, Well, maybe one of the best sitcoms of the 80s, along with The Cosby Show. <laughs> it's just as complicated as, why, as The Cosby Show was the greatest show. You have no idea how great The Cosby Show is. I know I can't say that anymore, because he's an animal, but man, that was a great fucking show. Cosby Show is so good, you don't know how hard you got to laugh with your dad When Theo got his ear pierced and he was just leaning. That that makes no sense to you. I understand that there's a lot of people watching this that, that, what do you mean Theo got his ear pierced? And you can't even watch that clip without seeing a rapist and Malcolm and Eddie. The guy from Malcolm and Eddie. I know that doesn't make sense to anyone either. I feel like I live in a fucking vacuum where all my references don't make sense anymore. Roseanne was, is a legit Good person, I don't know her. I've never met her. I have a bunch of friends that are, that are friends with her. And every story I've ever heard about her didn't start with the N-word and didn't end with the N-word. It didn't start with negativity. I don't know what happened. I won't defend her. All I'll say is that I watched her on TV and I really used to like her show. So it's always really hard to compartmentalize these things. I said I wasn't going to talk about Roseanne. The only thing I was going to do is shout out to fucking Wanda. Dude, I love Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes Hall, I used, that's how I remember. Wanda is fucking across the board, top dollar. There's no fucking question. She quit Roseanne the second that was out. There's one girl on the show. I don't know her name. I'm not making fun of her. But it was just such a weird tweet to, to read. She was like, um appalled at Roseanne's tweet I called to quit the show and I found out it was cancelled already but I would have quit yeah Emmy Kenny she's from shameless oh really is she mm-hmm. cool she's really cool yeah oh really good for her <laughs> she's 18 though you know so oh, yeah oh she's 18 a kid. I guess she she doesn't virtue singling for her is just tweeting yeah like she doesn't understand That's what they do yes yeah, I mean she didn't need to say that she could have just actually said nothing yeah but how many likes did that tweet get that's the thing is they're obsessed with getting likes. They're obsessed with getting retweets. They're obsessed with people patting them on the back. I never lived. You know, it's so funny. I was not a big self promoter. Like I would, this form of what I'm doing right now. I've actually thought I've actually thought about getting off. You know, Rogan one time said that Brendan Schaub talks too much in a loving way. He was just like, when you talk too much, you talk too much. And then you start saying shit that you haven't really thought out and you're just saying shit. I've even thought about getting rid of this because I was like, I think I'm talking too much. Like, I don't know anything about Roseanne. You know what I should do? Is just shut the fuck up and just sit back and watch news come in and watch it unfold like a prize fight and just sit back in the bleachers, have a beer, have some popcorn. So that's what everyone should do. Except everyone's ringside just throwing in their fucking opinions. I used to find it ridiculous when I'd go to a football game and people would yell out advice. Oh, come on! Why are we running the nickel nickel off? Are you shitting me? This you don't even know what I am talking about. I go, bro. You are in the stands with me. You know as much, if not less, than me. You did. You look like you didn't play football growing up. So how dare you critique a, of a game going on that you are not a part of? You are not. You just have the. You just bought the jersey. That's what I feel like everyone what's going on online is everyone's throwing in so we're going to get to Gary Vanderchuk in a second because he he said this uh, today I was I'm obsessed with Gary Vanderchuk. I'm obsessed with Gary Vanderchuk because I wanted to shit on him. Not in a bad way, but like just like I'm I'm a little hesitant for um for uh, these motivational speakers that are all over online that you can see. I'm just like I'm like enough. And it's only because I know a guy Kyle sees who's a motivational speaker now. And I know another guy who's owned some comedy clubs. And he was like, bro, the same way you can become a ventriloquist, you can become a motivational speaker. Like there's like guys who are like, no, I'll tell you the things to say. And then you can go on the road and you can do the, you can do the open mics, which are basically seminars where they're like, yeah, we'll get you up. It's like two grand. You can talk for like 10 minutes, get used to it. It's, it's, it's a, it's a scam. It's a fucking scam. It- How easy would it be for you to go up on stage
2: and do that right now? if you had to no preparing, just getting up and having a motivational speech to thousands of people.
1: Adversity is a great thing. Those without adversity don't know challenge. They don't know loss without loss. Then you'll never gain. How can you gain? If you've never lost, you need to embrace loss. You need to embrace adversity. Those who wander aren't always lost. Find your adversity, find your loss, and drink it in, grab it by the ears, and saying, we're gonna do this together. And if you're not, then you're just some guy sitting in your mom's basement eating bonbons with the remote control, like a side quarterback talking about life. You're not living your life. You need to live your life. And if the loss and adversity come to you, then learn to welcome it and learn from that. I love loss, I love adversity. That's so easy. It's yeah. like so easy. That could go viral, and someone's just like, "Dude, I gotta learn to." So inspired. Yeah, that, it's. I mean, that's all that anyone does, really, online. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm thinking about
2: going to college, but I don't know. College just doesn't really feel
1: for me. I, college is the prom queen. We're not all getting the prom queen. There are some people who, yeah, the prom queen for them, they end up marrying, they end up having a great life. Kids, they're living in Ohio, they got a mountain house where they're looking and seeing the sunrise over another hill every day, but we're not all getting the prom queen. And sometimes you gotta find the freak girl, the girl that hung out with the smokers and the stoners and fall in love with her, and she might be your prom queen. She doesn't look like the prom queen, but she might be your prom queen. That's why find your college find your prom queen find the thing that you love and then every day won't feel like work every day you'll just show up and be in love with what you do fuck college dude this is so easy i could be motivational speaker in a fucking heartbeat <laughs> really give me it give me another life advice I, i'll give you I'll bang it out of the park my wife
2: is is having troubles she She's not sure how to communicate with, with her mother or my mother. She's, she's having troubles with the in-laws, and I, I don't know how to help her communicate with my mom or
1: her mom. There's just a Communications disconnect. can't be spelled without the letter U. You are the problem with communication. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's like fucking so easy. <laughs> by the way, I'm just stealing, I'm stealing a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk right now yeah. cuz that's all I've done is I've watched him. I got into these Navy Seals motivational speeches. Those are the only ones I can really hang my hat on cuz I'm like they're like they have really seen shit. I'm Gary Vaynerchuk, by the way, is like Hardcore. He's worth $160 million. Whoa. His dad, he's from Belarus, Russia. Belarusian Russia, Russia? He's from Russia. He's born in Russia. He's an immigrant, okay? Dude, when you're an immigrant, you get a set of life skills that no one else fucking gets. You see life always from a different perspective. Two perspectives. You see it out of your parents' eyes and you see it out of your friends' eyes. So it's, it's almost like, it's almost like being blind and then learning how to see. You get to hear things better and you see things better. I don't know this. I'm not an, I, I'm not an immigrant. But I always look at like I, like every time I talk to anyone who's a child of immigrants or, or an immigrant themselves, you, I, I don't, am, I, am I saying the N word by saying immigrant? Can you say immigrant anymore? Yeah. I don't even know if that's racist. By the way, I like to apologize for using the word immigrant. When you're a person of, of, of other country when you're a migrated. poc that's a person of color when you're a po of po country when you're a po country i just always think like i'm not I'm, I'm not envious i'm not envious meaning like i would never look at someone else's adversity adversity without loss you can't uh, <laughs> i'd never look at someone else's adversity and 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 long for it but i do long for things that are not are not original to me. Like I remember seeing, meeting an Indian guy in the front row in Braille one time, and I said, "You're Indian or Native American?" Indian, Native American, and he was like, uh, "Yeah." I said, "What kind?" And he's like, "I don't know, like Navajo, I think." I go, "What do you mean you think?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I'm part Navajo and I think something else." I said wait, how do you not know what you are? And he was like, I, I don't know, man. I'm like, what are you? I said, I'm like a little bit Irish and like a little bit German, I think. And he went, so wait, hang on. You're telling me you'd be more interested in yourself if you were Native American than you are already right now? And I went, oh yeah, that's so crazy. I guess you're just a person too. It'd just be the same. Yeah, we'd just yeah. be. The, I'd be the same fucking dickhead I am now. Anyway, well, how do we get onto this rant of fucking... I said this was going to be a short one. I apologize. My point is, shout out to fucking Wanda Syke, and we're gonna get we're gonna get to we're gonna get to um, Gary Vanderchuk in a second and listen to a little bit of speeches because they are motivational and he is worth one hundred sixty million. This is what I was gonna say, and he did take his dad's wine business in, I think Brooklyn or Long Island, and blew it up. And he does look at social media, and I have taken a lot of his advice from, from social media. And by the way, I'd love to have him on my podcast. I would love to I, I kind of got a, di- a hook in To get him on my podcast But I don't want him To want to be on my podcast You know Like when we, you know, You know how You bring in people sometimes And they've been asked To be on the podcast And I didn't even ask And someone else asked Like And then all of a sudden They're here And they're just like Hmm That was, that was okay Shout out to Wanda For just quitting first it's fucking badass bro by the way and i don't think anyone understands this in hollywood roseanne could have very easily been forgiven i know that doesn't make sense entirely now knowing what happened but there is a chance with the amount of money she was making for that network which doesn't really have anything on its network other than roseanne by the way roseanne's the biggest thing that ever came to television in the last 10 years okay wanda knew all that and just said i'm done before anyone else it's very easy to send out a tweet and say, I would have quit if we hadn't been canceled, but just so you know, I would have quit. It's very easy to put out that tweet because you know there's no threat. Wanda walked away. That's fucking balls. Thank you, Wanda. And nobody, I'm just saying thank you, but for just being a fucking badass. I think Netflix should offer her a special. She's fucking amazing. New mugshot from Scott Peterson. I can't understand. I can understand wanting your wife to die, but not killing her. <laughs> oh, that's so horrible. Take that out. Let's take that oh, out. Let's, let me, let's back that up. I, uh, I'm pretty sure that was a crime. I meant, I meant. Never mind. Never mind. I,
2: so tell me more about your feelings of wanting your...
1: Nope. Oh, okay. George Soros. <laughs> I Googled George Soros because, because fuck you, Scott Peterson. You're getting me in trouble and you're in jail. He's still in jail. Isn't that crazy? Did you ever like walk around and go, Scott Peterson's still in jail? Like I, sometimes I'll go, Jared's still in jail. Like, and it's not a good experience for him. He had everything. What's up with those people that have everything and then fuck it up. Lacey Peterson was, I, okay. I know I'm talking about a, a deceased person. I thought Lacey Peterson was hot as shit. I can't, I can't ever, and their life seems so good. What's the, what's the story? I haven't heard it. From Scott Peterson? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) You don't know what happened with Scott Peterson? No. How old are you? 26. How the fuck do you not know what happened with Scott Peterson? I know it looks right now, like, right now, like, I don't know, and that's why I'm Googling it. I just want to find out the, he's my age. I want to see, when did he get sent to jail? Scott Peterson was dating Lacey Peterson. She was pregnant, okay? Scott Peterson was having an affair with this chick, and I guess he wanted to marry her. And and so he killed Lacey Peterson, his pregnant wife, took her out in a boat into the middle of the fucking bay, cut her body apart. The baby's in there. He's cutting her body apart, throws her overboard, comes back, and then is like, I don't know. She went on a jog. By the way... This is part of the, this happened a lot at this time. This is before anyone realized anything about a paper trail or social media or like anything like that, like how easy it was, like cell phones, you couldn't track cell phones. So like he called a chick, he called his girlfriend, this is one thing I remember, I remember writing a joke about it, but he called his girlfriend and the girl he was dating and was like, he was—he's just a liar. He's a pathological liar and a sociopath and a narcissist. And he, after he killed Lacey, he called his girlfriend and said, "I'm in Paris." Yeah, I'm in Paris. I'm on my cell phone. I'm in Paris. She was like, "You're in Paris?" By the way, cell phones didn't work that way back then. You couldn't call from overseas on your cell. It just didn't work. It was 2003. He was apprehended. So 2003. But this is before I met Leanne. I, I'm guessing. But you just didn't know it was him, and then all of a sudden he dyed his hair and tried to take off from Mexico, and they caught him. And you were like, whoa. I mean, all of us, I think, were like, there's no way he did it. He's a good-looking guy. He's got his shit together. Clearly someone murdered his wife and got rid of the body. And then it was like, oh, it unraveled, and he clearly did it. It's the whole premise of the movie Gone Girl with Ben Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. That's basically, imagine if Scott Peterson wasn't guilty, technically. That's the premise of, of that. But Scott Peterson is 45 years old. He is September He is 13 days older than me. Wow, he's been in jail for 15 years. Let's see what I would have missed had I gotten in jail 15 years ago. Everything. Uh, first of all, I would not have daughters. I would be a single 45 he Oh my god, his daughter would would be his daughter would be I Think son. His oh his son, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Connor. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. God, man, how do I? You know how I know that so much? Because hmm. this is before you could get in trouble. Um, Jim Norton used to make jokes about Connor Peterson nonstop. Oh, shit. I, mean, I know that, that seems crazy. I kept saying, I kept saying to my therapist today, "It's just a joke. It's just a joke." Like not about the Roseanne stuff, but about everything. About like, I remember there was this guy Kirk Noland, who did, uh, who used to do midget calls. That was, uh, by the way, I'm. I understand that what I just said is the N word for little people, but that was what he called it. And I don't, I'm not calling out Kirk. He was a great guy. He's a very funny comic, but his closing bit was midget calls. He'd bring a landline on stage, like a fucking telephone, like a, like a ring, 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 like a telephone on stage. And he'd hook it up to the speakers and then he'd go, Hey, give me your, um, give me your cell phone. Give me your, give me a home phone. It was, this was before cell phones. I want to say like they were there they were around, but they weren't as popular. Cell phones showed up technically, meaning for everybody in 1997, 1997, 98. That's when everyone started getting cell phones. That's when it was like made sense. You don't have a cell phone. That's when you started saying, hearing you don't have a cell phone. Now in like 92, 93, that's when you could get a cell phone. But in 97, that's when everyone had them and, or in New York, I should say rather, um, and but we were be on the road and i worked with kirk i think twice and his closing bit was midget calls this is so i mean this blew my mind because i thought about this today and i was like i was like he'd make a phone call you'd give a phone number and he'd make the phone call and he'd be like uh he'd be like he had this voice thing that would change his voice and be like hey i'm a midget and they'd be like huh I'm a midget. My name's midget. Or whatever. And it would kill, it would murder in the room. And I remember this one time this lady was like complaining that it was offensive. By the way, this is, this woman was woke way before anyone was woke. Where it laughs unlimited. She's complaining that it's offensive. And Leslie, the manager, who is good friends with all of us. Um, like one of those fun comedy club managers where you, we everyone partied, and I don't even think Kirk partied really, but he like he drank a little bit maybe. But she was Leslie's like, it's a fucking joke. Learn how to take a fucking joke, lady. And the lady's like, my son's a little person, and I find it offensive because he doesn't sound like that, <laughs> and he doesn't like go around going ah, my midget. <laughs> and I remember going, wait, a- I remember being there going. It's not a joke to her. Like it is it is a joke to everyone whose son is not a little person, but it's not a joke to her. So that I saw I found Kirk's fucking fucking card today on my, just out of nowhere. I've had this card since 2003 probably. When that's when I knew Kirk was in 2003 and I was that's why I had Scott Peterson jokes cuz I was going up to Sacramento through Modesto where Kirk where Scott Peterson lived with Lacey Peterson and I would see and Kirk, and there was another guy I worked with named Jim Brewer, not the Jim Brewer you know, but his name was Jim Brewer, B R E W E R. They were really great guys. That was a really fun time of my life. Not, you know what I mean. Anyway, I don't know how we got on this fucking. You're talking about everything being a joke. Yeah, everything was a joke, and I remember going like, maybe it isn't. And so then, then then I I got obsessed with the concept of like, okay, what's the difference between a thought, a statement and a joke because I think what Roseanne did was made a statement she didn't really make a joke per se she made a statement but she had framed it as a joke more
2: did you hear the stuff that was coming out today where she was like I was on Ambien and yeah but you're
1: allowed to say that because yeah I've, I've definitely by the way I I mean, I guess it doesn't really exonerate you, but, like, I've gotten to a fucking Twitter fight with someone because I was drunk. Because I was drunk and I misread it, I then felt confident and lit them up. But that's really me doing I'm still doing it. I don't know. Ambient Tiger Woods used to choke fuck chicks on Ambien. Allegedly. Let's just allegedly that. There's a lot of allegedly. I told. I said the other day, I said Morgan Freeman had sex with his grandchild. Allegedly. I don't know what he did. No, he was... I, I looked some of this up because... Okay. It was alleged
2: that he had sex with his step-granddaughter. Well, steps fine, weird. right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that how does that step-granddaughter? I try to try, I try to f- stay away from any child. Right. Fucking Did you hear uh, Pusha T's Diss track on uh, yeah, it was a cool song. Awesome, yeah. Let's see if we can hear a little bit of it. If you haven't, we'll get. I know we're not going to get advertising on this now, but that's completely fine. I don't really give a fuck about the advertising. I just care that you're interested and that you're having a good time. Yeah, we don't get advertising on most of these videos. Push tea. Let me say
3: y'all like this. I don't got no skeleton. It is what it is. If Drake taps out, would you stop push? Would you be like, all right, I'm good? No. I thought, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, you know what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna
1: this I, this is the Breakfast I think, Club. I think
3: it's bigger questions now.
1: The Breakfast Club, the greatest fucking show on the planet. The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God, number one behind the other guy. What's the other guy's name again? Oh, um, DJ Envy. DJ Envy. I keep fucking his name up. I don't know why.
3: I really do.
4: Hundred right? percent. They don't
3: have to be answered to me, I, but I definitely feel that they are bigger questions than the things that I brought up. And I mean that he has to answer. And I mean right. I really feel like they need to be answered. That's that's real. So we you know, I, we we talked about the we talked about the writing or whatever the ghostwriting allegations are. All right.
1: Apparently Drake doesn't write his own songs. Yeah, he's got ghostwriters for stuff. That's kind of fucked up. It's fu- it's more fucked up in comedy. I mean I get it. I I actually, I can't support it in comedy. You know who you are, and I actually know who you are, and I don't support it. I just don't support it. I understand you're busy and you want to do movies. I get it. (laughs) Then don't do comedy. How about that? Just don't do comedy. Just don't. How about put a button in it? Put a pin in it. Go do a movie. Come back. Then do some comedy. Whitney Cummings writes her own jokes. She's the busiest woman in the fucking world. Shout out to Whitney Cummings. She is fucking producing TV shows, show running TV shows, creating TV shows, making movies, directing movies, writing movies, and doing stand-up. And by the way, when she's doing all this shit, she just... Writes her stand up on the side, and they'll do guest sets every time she wants to. Like if she's got a little time, but if she doesn't, she doesn't. She doesn't try to fucking multitask in a way that is unmanageable, so that now she's putting out products that aren't hers. That's what I. That's the kind of mogul I'd want to be like Whitney. Mm.
3: Off that now you get to like you know you, the the the, 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 baby. the mimicking of the, the blackface, black right. <laughs> like black face. You, I mean, okay, I, I don't, I'm not ready to excuse that. I'm not really ready to excuse you know you talking multi-millionaire talk to me and and, and you tucking a baby. Like I'm not with all of that. Right.
1: So- Pusha T. I don't even know who he is really. I don't know who Pusha T is. I've never listened to him ever in my life, but I'm gonna start. Let's hear the bo- the diss track. Is I can't even find the diss track anymore. Apparently, Pusha T, it, the cover of the diss track is Drake in blackface.
2: <laughs> is that what that is?
1: Yeah, that's Drake in blackface. Let me see if I can find it. Drake in black. Nope. I guess Drake, that's not Drake and Blackface. I don't know. It's a good disc track. I wish I could find it and i play it. Let me see if it's on YouTube. Um Pusha T Uh what's it called? tadidas Ta da ta pusha T Oh here it goes. Yeah, that's Blake and But that's gotta be Drake, right? The story of Adidon. World Star, this is the song. I'll give you a little bit. That looks like Drake.
5: Easy money. It's about to be a surgical
1: summer. Ooh, I like that line. A surgical summer.
5: Chop the tops off the coops.
1: Oh, okay. By the way, that is the most un, like effective way to get a uh, just buy a convertible don't do not buy a coop and then chop the top off of it i saw that in jackass it doesn't work the way you think it's going to work
5: the
1: ocho. oh wow multilingual i already like push a T. the spider joint the spider joint he's afraid of spiders. drake's really afraid of spiders you should know that I'm making a lot of this up, okay? What's I'm that? just trying to I had Patrice do this one time for me with uh, Jay Z. He explained the lyrics. So I'm gonna man... I'm gonna I'm gonna white splain the lyrics okay, of cool. this of this I hope this isn't racist. I'm gonna i am I'm gonna I'm gonna white splain the lyrics of this diss track for all my white people. I'm gonna blacksplain it. What? You're white, so you're gonna white splain. I'm white, so I'll white splain it. And hey, you know we gotta but I'm, but I'm into black culture, so I know better. So if, if you're white and watching this, let me black explain this to you. Let me display this to you. I'm gonna display this. That's what it is. I'm not white explaining, I'm not black explaining. I'm displaining. Like, I know what the diss is about, so I'll break it down for you. Cool.
5: Heads off these snakes, right?
1: Because oh, all the snakes are coming at him.
5: Watch the body drops.
1: That's from Jay Z right there. I think this is Jay Z's track.
5: Drug dealing aside, ghost right in side. Let's have a heart to heart about your pride. Even though you're Mozart, I see that your soul don't look alive. The M's count different when baby divides the pie of weight.
1: Oh, so uh baby must be a part of Drake's uh uh Empire, baby from Cash Money. And so the M's, the millions, they don't split up when baby's involved because baby is a ruthless gangster. Put some respect on it. Put some respect on it. Is that Birdman or Baby? Anyway.
5: Let's examine why Your music for the past few years been angry and full of lies. Yep. I started at the home front. I'm on one. Dennis Graham, stay off the gram, bitch. I'm on one. Don't
1: know what that is. You
5: mentioned wedding ring like it's a bad thing. Your father walked away at five. Hell of a dad thing.
1: Man- uh, that's kind of a fucking... That's a weird diss to... I'm, I'm almost certain Pusha T probably didn't grow up with his dad. I'm guessing if he's a rapper. It's not a big rapper thing. It's like they don't rap about my dad was awesome at catches. My dad taught me how to ride a bike. That's you don't ever hear that in hip hop. So that's throwing glasses in a rock house. A rocks in a glass house. Crack rocks in a glass house.
5: you A Steve Harvey suit
1: By the way, not cool either. I think that the Steve Harvey suit was badass when when I was younger, so
5: confused always felt you weren't black enough afraid to grow it cause your fro wouldn't nap enough
1: whoa suck it Drake suck <laughs> it suck it Drake you just got fucking oh god way to go Drake come back from that Drake
5: since you name drop my fiance let him know who you chose as your Beyonce
1: a porn star Drake got a porn star pregnant get ready for this slam track
5: Sophie knows better as your baby mother Cleaned her up for IG But the stench is on her a baby oh.
1: Cleaned her up for Instagram But the stench is on her She smells like a whore
5: It's oh, deeper than rap We talking character Let me keep with the facts You are hiding a child Let that boy come home dead beat motherfucker playing Border Patrol Ooh.
1: I guess I'm assuming His porn star girlfriend is Mexican hmm or part Mexican, and Drake won't let Drake has no relationship with his son, so he's playing Border Patrol. What a great fucking rhyme, pusha mm. T.
5: Adonis is your son, and he deserves more than the Adidas press run. That's real. Love that baby, respect it. that girl, forget she's a porn star. Let her be your world. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh. By the way, this is so fucking real. That what I love about this rap is it's so like it's like it's just so off. This Pusha T, I'm going to fucking buy all his albums.
5: How dare you put Yay in my verses? I'm selfish. I want all of the curses. I'm pre-booking the... Tr-
1: now, uh, earlier, uh, uh, Drake had said that Pusha T looks up to someone younger than him. That Ye is younger than Pusha T, I think. And then, I think. And he's like, how are you going to have... Your, your kingpin, your boss, your guy be younger than you. You're going to look up to a younger man?
5: I'm singing
1: Biggie and Tupac, two ghosts okay that's not cool i'm a big e40 fan e40 has multiple sclerosis but that and so he's like hunched over like he's 80 e40 hunched over like he's 80 Mm. e40 has multiple sclerosis i'm a huge e40 fan it's kind of a fucked up slam but this is the rap game they also shoot each other in the chest so if you're as far as like rap game rules go I'm going to let it slide.
5: How much time he got that man is six, six, six. I got the devil flow, nigga. Six, six, six. Surgical summer with it. Snip, snip, snip. And you don't really want it with him. Surgical summer volume one.
1: That was a fucking really good diss track. That was a really good diss track. And I apologize that I chopped it up. Oh, do you want to hear? Speaking of diss tracks, do you want to hear uh how uh you want to hear a little, little audio of the it's, I think the episode's. I think it's called Your Mom's House podcast, episode four fifty with Doctor Drew Pinsky, Tom Segura and his wife Christina P. They're talking about eating asses, and Doctor Drew accidentally calls Tom Bert.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> Be affected by bulk and stuff. You got a lot of good bulk in your diet. You might be sort of quieting things down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if your bowel is stirred and what you do give you mean it the bulk, right bulk,
4: bulk in your diet,
2: fiber? fiber, fiber, yeah, yeah, yeah. citrus and all, met- yeah. stuff like sure, that. You're doing sure. that. All? Got I don't to keep... have
4: to. I don't have to. Well,
2: now with all that in your body, in your abdomen, don't you have to keep things kind of?
4: I eat. I eat so many vegetables.
2: Yeah. My
0: diet. T- I tell him for a pregnant lady. I take amazing dumps. How I always about, tell him.
2: Is
4: it? Is no, it I it's odd to. for me? That do you have to I... harass Bert before you? She eats yours.
1: Do you hear that? did you did you have to eat her ass Bert, before eats yours <laughs> just slipped so when you gain weight sometimes your your ear canals close up tommy didn't hear it i love it thank you for whoever sent that to me fuck that's yeah funny. uh castaic lake triathlon that's the triathlon i'll be doing drake uh Drake blackface photo used by Pusha T to promote new track that is fucked up. I, being that he's half Jewish, I'm not alert, sure he's allowed to go <sighs> full blackface. Oh my god! Can I introduce you to my new obsession? Yeah, please. By the way, we are not getting, um, <laughs> we are not getting ad service on this at all. Ad revenues at all. But my daughter is a fucking lightning rod for the most uh, quirky stuck in your head bullshit you'll ever hear all fucking day long we were in lake mammoth with all our friends and isla's singing this song non-stop and i go what are you singing then finally she plays it for me you ready Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna play the whole part i'm gonna play the front part and then the back end which now is my obsession
6: (laughs) I was walking through the forest of moccasin bread When I saw a troll boy wearing
0: tight pants I want to own them But can you even dance in those pants? What? woman! They made a move like a vessel of shimmies, All sweet and tender like a tiny baby kitty I need to get some, put my body in them Call me Lady Tiger
1: all fucking weekend Isla's going watch out for my body rolls watch out for my body rolls high kicks high kicks this is how we do it it's stuck in my head all day and then fucking Isla finally plays it for me and this woman you gotta see her she is awesome she's in a track suit that is, has a little bit of shimmer to it she's got a belt around her waist and you see body rolls on top of the belt and she just dances she is fucking hilarious this, and I know she's a rapper but she's a rapper the way Aquafina as a rapper like they do joke raps you know but they still have skill they still have skill but they do they do joke raps
0: yeah, you make me yeah, dance like that where I come from. Stitch and make them shine, work that elastic. It's looking fantastic. Oh, please, this is pretty because my body can't handle it's just that. the power of the light. Girl. It tickles my tiger. Let me get inside of them and stretch, stretch, stretch. And tell yourself, you're a vessel of shimmy and activate. This is the whole fucking
1: song. Four it's four that good. Gets really good in a second I
0: would watch my hips crush plates of fake goods watch out for my body rolls watch out for my body rolls high kicks high kicks this is how we do it watch out for my body rolls watch out for my body rolls, my body rolls. high kicks high kicks this is how we do it towards the last stitch on the final scene he plays on two this is where I it gets awesome
1: I'd argue right now that when I when I I point to you in the camera, I'd argue right now that this might be the best rap of the year, better than what we just listened from Pusha T, because it didn't hurt anyone's feelings and it makes you happy. When I point to you, get ready for it. By the way, I will be stealing this and using it in an Instagram uh, promo at some point this year. I promise you
0: said never I was already wearing tight pants I just did not activate them <laughs> Wow Body roll, body roll, high kick, high kick This is how we do it Watch yourself, bring it down, bring it down Body roll, body roll, high kick, high kick You're you
2: ready I'm a dance
0: for tiger Watch out for my body rolls watch out for my body rolls high kicks high kicks this is how we do it watch out for my body rolls watch out for my body rolls high kicks high kicks this is how we do
1: it shout out to leslie hall that's leslie hall that did that what's I'm the almost, song called it's called tight pants body rolls by the way if you're a dad just and you got the kids in the car get this song and just be like you're driving somewhere and go hey guys you want to hear uh the new album this is like the hot thing on the and just play it and just play it in earnest and what my wife i did it to my wife i was like oh this island i have a new favorite song And my wife's like what the fuck is this and by the way followed by are you ready for this hold on hold on where wait i gotta find this is even fucking worse I told you about this the other day. Oh, it's just stuck in my fucking head. Oh, you ready? Well, then let me get it out of your head and put this one in your head. Because right. this is Isla's other favorite song. You ready for this? Yeah. This is Isla's other I obsession.
4: in the bathroom at the biggest party of the fall.
1: Talk about I stay
4: this. right here or disappear, and nobody'd even notice at all.
1: Why my child's into this fucking song, I have no idea.
4: I'm a creeper in a bathroom, cause my body kind of left me alone.
1: By the way, my daughter's theory is that he's gay and that he's in love with his buddy. I think this is a play, and I if it is, we're going to see it.
4: I'd rather fake pee than stand awkwardly Or pretend to check a text on my phone Everything felt fine When I was half of a pair When he was with his buddy And no fault of mine There's no other Michael in the bathroom Michael in the bathroom at a party Forget how long it's been I'm just Michael in the bathroom
1: Michael, Michael in, the bathroom in the bathroom at a party No, you,
4: no, you can't, can't
1: come in
4: I'm waiting it out Till it's time to leave And picking at grout As I softly grieve out. Michael Who you don't know Michael flying loud Michael in the bathroom By himself, All by
1: himself. That's upset obs- I get These are addictive They will be stuck Don't in your let that bed. lyric
2: Pass you He's picking at grout, grout In the bathroom At a party Can Just I tell you I
1: was obsessed With that line too Because it's such an Like <laughs> Secret time I've been in a bathroom at a party by myself. I told you this, the other one, I have like four or five different times where I've been in a party because I've been too embarrassed to come out. I've been in a bathroom. 10 years old. We go to uh, final day sa- closing ceremonies of my of my Mustang Yankees team. Uh, the Suarez's tell my parents... We'll just take Bert home with us, and they're like, "Okay." And so I know we have that. I know we have closing ceremonies. I know we have a pool party at the Suarez's after. So in my head, I thought, "Cool, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just wear my speedo under my my uniform, and then when I get to the party, I can take off my uniform and go swimming in my speedo." Okay. By the way, I'm ten. I was 10, ask. Yeah, how old are you? I'm ten years old. This is the day I realized not everyone wears speedos. <laughs> This is the day I found out that sometimes only weirdos wear Speedos. This is the day I got Speedo shamed. So we go to closing day ceremonies and with the whole team, I'm super excited about this party uh, that we're going to. (laughs) It's a whole team party. I had a really fun team. I cannot wait. I love swim parties. Swim parties are the best for me. I love after a good season going to the swim party. We're going to stop by and we're going to pick up propane on the way back uh, to the Suarez's. I remember this so day so vividly. Full Yankees uniform. Go out. We all accept awards. We get done. Coach comes up to me and says, I need your uniform. I was like, huh? He goes, your uniform, your pants and your your shirt. We need to turn them back in. I said, but I'm, I don't have any clothes. And he goes, what do you mean you don't have any clothes? So all I have is my Speedo. And he goes, well, then you wear your Speedo. I was like, okay. So I take off my shirt. I'm in the middle of the field. I take off my shirt. <laughs> and my pants now mind you i have knee-high socks with stirrups i have cleats on i have a baseball glove and a hat <laughs> the speedo, and just a speedo and at first i was like eh, everyone's probably wearing speedos under their clothes and then i'm sitting there going i'm the only one in a speedo like and i look like a young male stripper in training like did anyone order a center fielder and so I'm hanging out and I'm feeling cold. Like I'm just like brisk. Like I'm like, my nipples are hard. And I'm like, it's a little cold out. And like, everyone's looking at the one guy in, in a knee high stirrups, socks, cleats, a glove, a baseball hat, and a speedo. It just, I look at I look out of place everywhere I'm walking kids are looking at me and pointing and laughing and I was Michael in the bathroom Andrew I went in the bathroom. I went to the bathroom at Forest Hills and I sat on the toilet just waiting just hiding and waiting because Chris Suarez made the all-star team and they played an all-star game against the number one team in the league that year and I had to wait for that whole they played a whole fucking game they played seven innings and I sat in a bathroom for seven innings just sitting there with my glove just going hurry the fuck up so embarrassed so humiliated and like you know I'd go in the bathroom, and I'd wait, and I'd be like, the game's got to be over. And I'd walk out, and they'd be like, inning two. And I'd be like, motherfucker. And then they're like, hey, we're playing butts up over here, Speedo. You want to get over here? And I'd be like, no, I'm going back to the bathroom. And I just sat on that toilet. I sat on that toilet probably long enough to get hemorrhoids. And then I got out, and finally, I didn't get hemorrhoids. That's a joke. And then I got out. Finally, the game's over. Chris Suarez comes over, and he's like, why are you in a Speedo? And I was like, "Oh." (laughs) We'll talk about later. Get in the car, and I'm in a Speedo in the car. I'm in a Speedo in knee-high socks in a car. It's just such a weird fucking look when everyone else is wearing clothes and you're only in a Speedo. And we stopped and got propane, and I was like, get the fuck. Hurry up with the goddamn propane. Got home. I walked in, and my mom, my mom, I love my mom to death. My mom's awesome. She's always been so oblivious to any trauma in my life, meaning like uh, my mom just was like, was like, how it's Closing Day Ceremonies? I'm like, I'm wearing a Speedo knee-high socks, stirrups, cleats, and a glove and a hat. Can you be like, what the fuck are you wearing? Why wouldn't you just notice? Like, what the fuck? Did I ever tell you about the time I shit all over myself at tennis camp? I shit all over myself. I'm playing a kid. I'm playing a kid that looks like Aziz Ansari. Uh, by the way, Aziz Ansari now. He looks like Aziz Ansari now. <laughs> he was about that big then. I was probably 10 years old, right? I'm playing... I'm getting ready to play him in a tournament. And, and before he shows up, I think, I got to take a shit. And then I was like, I should go take a shit. And as I go to go take a shit, which is over in the men's locker room, which is a little bit away from the tennis courts. This sounds like a white privilege fucking after school special. The, Aziz Ansari comes up. Not Aziz Ansari, but the one that looks like him comes up. And he's like, he's like, are you ready to play? And I was like, oh, I'll take a shit after the game. So we start playing. And about three matches in, it's a pretty evenly matched game. Like, we're back and forth. I realize I'm going to shit now. Like, I have to shit right now. And I decide to start throwing the match. I'm like, I'm going to throw the match because I got to get the fuck out of here. I can't go. I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. And he's like, let's just finish your match. I'm like, okay. And so I just throw the fucking match. I run to the men's locker room. And as I open the door to the men's locker room, I can feel it coming out. I'm holding it in my ass cheeks, like holding it. I sit down on the toilet. I pull my pants down. And as I pull my pants down, it's like Normandy. As the door starts dropping, the troops were already filing out. I shit all in my underwear. I shit all over my pants. I shit on the back of my shirt. Like I sit down and my shirt tail, the end of my shirt, sits in the shit that I've placed all over the toilet. I sit in the shit. I shit in my socks. I shit. I sit on the shit so it's all over my legs. I'm gagging. I don't know what the fuck to do. I am sitting in like hot, molting shit. Like a very, very like nougat consistency of shit. And I'm like, oh my God, my pants are gone. My socks are gone. My shirt's gone. All that doesn't have shit on it is my Stan Smith's. So I'm like, okay, time to regroup, B-man. What are we going to do? I get out of my clothes. I go into the shower. I rinse off. I rinse my clothes off, but there's shit. There's shit all, you can tell. They're soaking wet. There's shit. I'm like, fuck it. I look in the men's locker room and I start opening things and I find a, a shirt and a pair of pants. Grown men's shirt, grown men pants, <laughs> right? So I take, and a pair of shoes. I take his shoelace out of his shoes, okay? I throw my clothes away. By the way, I don't even clean up the shit in the stall. I don't even clean the shit up in the stall. Uh. I take I take the grown man's pants, no underwear. I tie his shoelace around my waist, and I tie them on. I take the shirt, a grown man's shirt, and I put it on, no socks. Stan Smith, throw my clothes out, leave the men's locker room and as I'm leaving the men's locker room I hear a guy walk in and go motherfucker like looks at my my stall like who the fuck shit all over everything I go back I finish the game I go back. I finish game I lose I just lose I'm like get me the fuck out of here I'm waiting for my mom to pick me up I'm in another man's clothes I'm terrified a guy's gonna come out in his underwear going who took my fucking clothes and see a fucking 10 year old in size 36 pants going heck I don't know. I think he went that way. I, my mom pulls up in her station wagon. My mom used to do this thing where she'd, she'd I haven't seen her do it in a while, but she'd t- play with the hair on her knuckles, on her lip. She'd go like this. And so I, I my mom pulls up and I come out. My mom's got her hand like this. And she just looks at me real candidly and goes, how was your day? And I wanted to go, I'm in fucking grown men's, either I got sexually assaulted by an adult or fucking something bad happened. And my mom says, "How was your day?" And I was like, "I I shit myself." And she was like, "Oh, how how, that must have been bad." And I was like, "No, mom, I'm in different clothes. Like, I have no socks on. My I shit in my socks." No, interesting. Your sister's at ballet. We're going to swing by ballet real quick. My mom, I love her to death, but just was never dialed into these. By the way, my mom, I'm sure, would be like, honey, you had traumas every day in your brain. (laughs) I'm just Michael in the bathroom at a party. It's just Bertie in the bathroom. Bertie in the bathroom in a Speedo stirrups, tall socks, and a baseball hat and glove. By the way, shout out to my publicist. I guess these are going up on the screen, my emails from my publicist. Um, Pornography is the root cause of school shootings, says Tennessee lawmaker, who should also uh, never speak again. Pornography is not the cause of school shootings. Yeah. Oh, let's see here. What's the common theme in all these school shootings? They're boys and they all probably jack off. Yeah,
2: they're white boys. Hmm. It must be porn. What the fuck?
1: Let's end this. How long have we been going? We've been going for an hour, right? Yeah. Let's end this with a Gary Vaynerchuk speech. Because I I joke around about uh, motivational speaking. But Gary Vaynerchuk, especially if you're online and you're looking to do stuff online, he's the one guy you should listen to. This is a 14-minute speech. We won't be listening to that. Here's his Wikipedia page. This is a 15-minute speech. We won't be listening to that. Let's listen to the beginning of this. Greatest speech ever by Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, uh, let's see. Let's see if we can find Gary Vee and just find, like, a, a great short one. If you go to his Instagram, there's, like, a minute. Oh, more. yeah. What am I fucking doing? Best of Gary Chuck. It's got 14,000 on it.
6: Stop crying and just keep hustling. Hustle is the most important word Ever. And that's what you need to do. You need to work so hard. Guys, we're building businesses here. This is a...
1: This is the part of Gary that... Kind of, this is a young Gary Vaynerchuk, but he's got, like, a forearm wristband. Like, he's got, got a little hip-hop to him. I like it. I like it. We so grew up in New York, right? But he's on his knees right now delivering this speech.
6: <laughs> Our parties? We're building businesses. I used to work in a liquor store... Just-
1: Let's fuck. Oh, actually, we should listen to that. We should listen to that. I like this. Let's listen to this one a little bit.
6: Crying and just keep hustling. Hustle is the most important word ever, and that's what you need to do. You need to work so hard, guys. We're building businesses here. This isn't about parties. We're building businesses. I used to work in a liquor store from 7 in the morning to 10 at night for 7 straight years, and the only days off I took were to watch the New York Jets. And you know what that did? It made me throw up on myself, so that wasn't a vacation.
1: He's a great public speaker.
6: I don't want to hear about this two-job job thing, right? 9 to 5, I don't have time. If you want this, if you're miserable, or if you don't like it, or you want to do something else and you have a passion somewhere else, work 9 to 5, spend a couple hours with your family, 7 to 2 in the morning is plenty of time to do damage.
1: I'll tell you right now, what he's talking about is really brilliant. Time management is the number one thing that can get you to the next level of where you want to be. And I only say this from Leanne's perspective. Leanne broke her days up into eight-hour chunks. Yeah. Do, is, do, by the way, you know her better than I do. <laughs> what did she say? Eight-hour chunks? Yeah, eight hours for uh, sleep. sleep, eight hours for uh, work, and eight hours for whatever you want. Uh, eight, yeah, and so... She started looking at things in her life that made her angry and just went, no, no, no. This just goes into the eight hour chunk of work. And work for her was like the girls and this and that. Then she had eight hours for herself. The time management is the number one. If you're saying you don't have enough time, then you don't have enough brains to have enough time. I could really be a fucking motivational speaker. (sighs)
6: I mean, you start building your equity and your brand and whatever you're trying to accomplish after hours. You, everybody has time. Stop watching fucking Lost.
1: Well, wow, this is how long he's been doing this. Stop watching Lost. Gary Vaynerchuk's a fucking inspiration. Let's see best advice for young people you'll ever hear. Of
3: course, you. So you talk.
1: Well, this is. They're all fucking long. Let's go to his Instagram and get one. We'll end on that.
2: If you want to learn more about time management, go to Wife of the Party episode 14 entitled
1: time management Instagram Gary V Instagram let's see if this I just like I just like the way he talks sometimes quality versus speed here we go this is about time management
6: you can live on six hours sleep so you have 18 hours you have 18 goddamn hours i want to know what you're doing with your 18 hours because you can work your nine to five and that's nine and you can travel for an hour here and there respect nice little solid commute i love when he does that respect you can spend two hours with your kids what do you do with those other five hours you're watching House of Cards. Gary, I already spent 11 hours. Well, great. Then don't complain or want more.
1: By the way, I think that's the same speech we just listened to from Lost. Yeah. Now it turned into the
2: House of Cards. Stop watching House of Cards the next one. <laughs> Stop Gary, watching Handmaid's Tale.
1: Gary, <laughs> Gary, better Chuck.
2: Hey, man. What do you got against television?
1: <laughs> Gary's not a big fan of fucking programming. No, he's not. <laughs> Uh, this is okay let's end on this one okay. this is a <laughs> this is a good one Gary V slams a fucking Patriots fan okay this is good and we'll end on this one and then I'll say a little outro this will be our last video of the day okay it's not playing
6: <laughs> Josh <laughs> Gary, it was nice meeting you in the airport man yeah absolutely, thanks uh, it was the yeah
2: Gosh,
6: what are you asking? I'll give you the answer. You're trying to build your personal brand? I am trying to
3: build my personal brand. Thank you. I have one last question. Um, I am uh, a diehard Patriots <laughs> fan. If Tom
4: Brady is a Super this year, will you go to the
3: Super Bowl with
1: me, on me? He's saying, I'm a diehard Patriots fan. Uh-huh. He met him in the airport. They took a picture. He goes, what's your question? He goes, I'm a diehard Patriots fan. If if they go to the Super Bowl, will you go to the Super Bowl with me, on me? Hmm. no. Gary Vaynerchuk says no.
6: That, I've not watched the Patriots play a down of a Super Bowl game in the last four Super Bowls that they played in because I refuse. Everybody's like, the greatest comeback in a Super Bowl? I'm good. I have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about. I don't see shit. So.
1: If you like winners. If you like winners, then you should friend. like
6: the... I'm a winner. You root for winners, dick.
1: Oh. Gary V is fucking badass. By the way, I I want him on my podcast just so we can fix my brand. Double down. Triple down, he said right now. If you're doing something good, triple down on it. That's why we added this podcast. That's Gary Vee's advice. Triple down on it. If you're doing something good, triple down on it. I got offers to do TV shows. I do. I do. I'm not doing them. You know why? Never really panned out for me. Triple down. You know what works for me? My podcast, stand up. That's it. Triple down. That's Gary Vee's advice. Check him out, man. Let's see if we can get him on the podcast. We want him on the podcast, but we want him to want to be on the podcast. I'm going to work out. I got a triathlon to train for. Castaic Lake. I think I'm saying it right. August 9th, August 11th, maybe. That's where I'll be doing the triathlon. Uh, I'm getting to training right now. Uh, I'm also doing those fastings, those 16-hour fastings. So I'm ready to fucking eat. I'm going to go eat right now. You guys have a fantastic week. We got great podcasts coming up. What comes up next? Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. David Keckner, Brandon Schaub. A lot of people asking for Brandon Schaub. Brandon Schaub next week. All right. Brandon Schaub next week. Guys, I love you. Have a great week. Take care of yourself. Be healthy. Your boys on the wagon. I'll see you this weekend in San Francisco at Clusterfuck. Clusterfest. Clusterfest. Uh, Sunday. i got I'm doing a show. I'm doing a podcast, and I'm doing a radio show. I'll see you in San Francisco at Clusterfest. I love you. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.